Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Saved by Mother Earth podcast. I'm your host, Heather Webster, and I'm so excited to have you here today. Before we get started into this amazing interview, I just wanted to share that I have an upcoming membership all on radical self-connection. So if you are feeling disconnected, a lack of energy, or just having trouble reaching your goals, or you just want to feel like you're more connected to the world and yourself and the people around you, feel free to check out the show notes to learn more. But without further ado, here's the interview with Avis. Good morning, Avis. It's so great to have you here today on the Save by Mother Earth podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you for sure. So one of the things I kind of start off with all guests is kind of to share your story and how it relates to being more self-connected to yourself and nature or spirituality or both. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've always loved being out in nature. Uh, but in 2017, I went on a cross country road trip from Florida all the way to California. And I took uh, a week to get there with a couple of friends and we stopped at four national parks along the way. So we took it a week in total. And around this same time, I was, my father and I never really communicated that well with each other. We butted heads. I played a very big role into that as well. Around the same time, I was going through the process of distancing myself from him so I could work on my part of the relationship so I could better, like, keep my mouth shut and, like, tune in and know what was important. But I knew I was going to need space. At least that's what I thought because everything I had tried before never worked. And so it was, like, this perfect time going on this was two weeks of a trip, one week getting there and a few days there. And then I came back via Greyhound bus, which took two and a half days. It's a 65 hour journey on bus back. But while every national park experience was just so beautiful. Uh, so we first stopped at uh, Great Sand Dunes National Park in Colorado. And it was towards the end of April but it was, it was snowing. And I remember seeing snow on the sand and I was just like, what is this? And it just every, every stop along the way had me connect deeper and deeper to the beauty and the magic that nature had. Yeah. It's so powerful. And I also love the idea that when you were talking, when you first started talking, you were saying about how you acknowledge the fact that you had something to do with the relationship too. And I think a lot of times that is so hard to acknowledge as a being to be like, okay, you know what? It's not just what they're doing. It could also be what I'm doing in that piece. And that the, you acknowledge also that you needed space. I think sometimes that's hard for people to feel okay with saying I need space. And it's not that I don't care about you, love you, like you. It's just, I know if I want to make this relationship better, I need space to come back when I'm ready to kind of put my best foot forward. 
So during that journey across the country, which I've done that trip a couple of times and haven't had the time to really explore, what kind of things did you kind of come up with in yourself as you were diving into like that beauty that's out there? Because they say out West, there's a lot of power and energy. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like so many things um, happened. I, I kept breaking through barriers of going through fear and doing things that I never normally would do. Like uh, we got to Canyonlands National Park in Utah and I literally hiked down a thousand feet to the ground. Like I, I mean, hiked it down and knew to the level, this is the ground, as far deep as you could go at the part, part that we were at. And I knew I would have to turn around and come back up, right? And I'm not a big fan of heights. I don't, I'm not a big fan of heights. So that experience was, I just remember, I think the biggest thing for me in the energy or being out in nature, especially doing all these very bold, out of my comfort zone things was just be present to the moment. So like every step I was taking, I was only thinking about the step I was taking right? And going back up, I wasn't thinking about, holy crap, (laughs) where I have to go. I was just thinking about every step that I was taking. And in that process of all these different things, I, because every day I would say, I did something bolder and wilder in my reality of things that I, one, never thought I would do or be comfortable doing. And, and when I was connecting with that, I'm like, I can apply this to my life, right? Just one step at a time, you know? I don't have to be looking or focusing on the giant outcome I want in life, right? But it, I mean, it's good to do that, but like not to like skip all of the steps and all of the work and all of that that get, takes you to get there. And as I was connecting and every day along this twi- trip, I had, I was texting with my parents, letting them know, them know where we were at, you know, that we got to our next destination safe and everything like that. Uh, but that was like the only form of communication I was having with them. And when we got to the Grand Canyon, I, my dad had always wanted to see it. And I remember being very adamant that I was like, in my mind, I had this sense of I'm not going to communicate with him for a while because I really need to do this work. But there was this moment when I was standing at the lookout tower at the South Rim of the Grand Canyon and I was like, FaceTime him. I had a signal. Wildly enough, I had a signal and I FaceTimed him and I, I just looked at him and said, I want to show you something with the camera. And for about 10 minutes, we FaceTimed and we hardly said anything. I just said, I wanted to share this moment with you. And that was about it. He was crying a little bit. He thanked me and we got off the phone and I was like, okay, so I just did that. But that doesn't have to, like in my mind, I was like, that doesn't have to change my intention and my plan for when I get back home to go full force in the way things were I can slowly integrate into that because I knew there still needed to be I thought there still needed to be work done 
And what I didn't realize along the way of this trip and being out in all of these magical, mystical places and doing all this big, uncomfortable stuff that was setting me up for the thing I had no idea was coming, that when I got back home, I realized in that moment that all of these little things that nature was giving me, that nature was allowing me to do, to experience it, was giving me the courage and the tools that I already had while I was doing those things to carry that into having the relationship with my father I always wanted and connecting with how I played a role on that and how I could acknowledge my trials and acknowledge the moments when I I made mistakes and acknowledge all what I played a role into that and of course that was practice over the years and still is uh, a process but it really set me up and I just remember like the feeling of just freedom and aliveness I felt out in nature and the sense of just being fully present to what was going on around me, to what I was seeing around me and to what I was doing in those moments that I wasn't worrying about or thinking about anything else except that moment right there. Oh, Avis, you just said so many amazing things. And I'm just in, I got chills when you talked about showing your dad, the Grand Canyon and just how powerful that is that you didn't have to talk and you had to let go of this idea of like, Oh, I said that I'm going to do it this way and I'm going to do it this way. And I'm not going to, I told him I wasn't going to talk to him and we were just going to text. And you had to kind of get out of your brain and get into your heart to say, I need to share this moment with him. Almost tapping into that like thought that you were having about like tapping into that intuition of like, I need to share this moment with him and the fact that like he teared up and the, that emotion and just that little step probably opened the door to start that healing. And then I'm still getting chills just thinking about that. Like it's such a, it, it might feel like to like listeners or to even yourself, it might've felt like such a small thing in that time, but how powerful that is. And I love this idea of you talking about being scared of heights. Now I interviewed an interview I did with somebody who's that's skydiving and I'm like you. And I'm like, Nope. I like, I like going up mountains and hiking and all of that, but I don't go near the edge. Like I have this like fear of like, Oh my goodness. What if I get dizzy or I, I lose my balance or things like that. And the fact that you being scared of heights went down the rim of this it's not a, is it a crater? It's a, yeah, they call it a crater, a okay. canyon. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that, yeah, you went down into this canyon and, and put that beside yourself. And like you said, every step of that journey, you became more and more brave or courageous, or I would say self-confident to be able to kind of go that next step and realizing, yeah, you do have to get back up there. And this whole idea of being present in the moment, one step at a time and how you talked about how you can take that from that experience and implement it in your life. So for all the listeners out there, like it's one step at a time, you can have, like you said, those big, big goals, but this idea of you have those big goals, but in order to get those big goals, you need to do those baby steps. Mm -hmm. 
So it's so like everything you just shared is so phenomenal. And just this idea of like nature does heal. Nature gives you those messages. Oh, absolutely. I had no idea how much like, because all of that was happening in the moment and the Wednesday. So a few days before Saturday, when I, we were at the Grand Canyon, we were at the sand dunes, like sledding down the sand dunes because you could run a sled and sled down them. And I remember my friends were trying to climb up the highest sand and climbing up on like massive sand is very hard. And I was like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm just going to sit and take in the view and I'll let you guys do that. I'll be right here waiting for you to get back. And I remember it was a Wednesday and I was just sitting there and he was crossing my mind a lot, like a lot. And I had no idea why. And I was just like feeling into it and all of this stuff. And like, it didn't hit me until I got back. So the last wild thing I did, I'm not very a very strong swimmer um, underwater. Like I have to wear a mask or like plug my nose. And a friend of mine lived in San Diego, still lives in San Diego, who teaches surfing. And I was like, well, when in California, uh, they offered to give me a free surf lesson. So I didn't fully learn to surf in one day. It's a process. Right. But like I got out on a surfboard in a wetsuit in the Pacific Ocean, not being a strong swimmer underwater, completely surrendering and trusting this person I'm with, completely surrendering and trusting myself and completely in surrendering and trusting the ocean, right? So it was like this big, big wild thing that I did at the end of the trip before I headed back on a Greyhound bus on the way back because my friend was moving to Hawaii. Her car was getting shipped. I'm not a big fan of flying. I also could not afford to fly at the time. So Greyhound bus was my option. And I got back on a Friday and my mom picked me up from the station and I wasn't planning on seeing my dad, but she asked me, Hey, do you want me before I take you home? Do you want to see him or will you be able to come over tomorrow? And I was going out of town again for a few days um, to South Florida. So I knew something in me was just like, go see him. Even though I had no, like I was letting go of this narrative of where I was going to distance myself from him for a certain amount of time. And I remember going to be with him. I just had this feeling, right? And that was the day that I found out he was just diagnosed with cancer. And that Wednesday that I had the feeling was when he was told that he had cancer. And so on this trip, while I'm doing all these things and connecting to all of this stuff, to go back home and be told this, just like, and of course it was just the beginning. So everything that happened after, no idea of knowing what was coming, of course I do now because I've lived through all of that with him and he's lived through all of that. But it was like this, I almost want to say it was like this euphoric sense of being like, now's the time to put this into practice, right? All of the, all of this healing I was doing along the journey, all of this being connected to the present, you know, and not focusing on the past, but like when past memories or past moments would come up, like examine them and figure out why they were still coming up and all of those things were like, well, now's the time, you know, 
And it was just a very, I mean, the whole experience going and being out in nature was just magical. But it like literally gave me a whole new perspective, a deeper understanding of how powerful the world, the resources and the magic that surrounds us every day, no matter if you know, it's thousands and thousands of miles around us. Or if we just walk out our front door in a busy city and there's a tree right there, like just the magical power that nature holds every day for everyone who's alive on this planet. And that was, it was just a very wild, beautiful experience that, you know, was the the start of a journey I had no idea was happening as I was doing it. Yeah. And you, okay. So you said the word surrender, and that is such an amazing word to use the idea of here. You were in the middle of an ocean, a cold ocean, by the way, anybody that's been on the Pacific ocean, it's cold out there. Um, And this whole idea of like, it was San Diego, you're on a surfboard, there's sharks, right? Like there's things that kind of can be in you. You're not a strong swimmer, like you said, and like you're in a wetsuit, which feels confining. Like there's so much about that story in the fact that you were just like, I need to surrender and be completely okay with this really uncomfortable situation and just know it's going to be okay. And that was your last experience you had, well, like the last state you were in before driving back home to find out about your dad and his diagnosis and how emotional that could be in itself, but being able to, you were only gone when I read your bio and I was like, Oh, she traveled for a week. I was like, I wonder where this story's going to go. And the fact that like one week changed your life, mm-hmm. changed your relationship, probably changed your relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah. just being able to build on that, like is amazing. Yeah, I feel like in order to shift for me personally, to order to shift or change or heal any relationship dynamic with other people and that are in my life, I also have to shift and transform my relationship with self first and foremost, because that's the one that shows up in these relationship dynamics. The the shame and the guilt and the judgment that I have within self will manifest and show up in different relationship dynamics I have with other people. And so in that space, I had to like look at self and still do, right? Because I'm a human and I still carry this process. Sometimes you know, it takes me a little longer to get there, or like see, and I, I'm human, I make mistakes, but it, it's still a very big process. Um, but one of the most, I, I would say one of the most pivotal things that happened on the way back, because I rode on a bus, right? Five different buses to get from LA to Tampa, uh, Florida. Um, a gentleman came on the bus about in Arizona, so I wasn't on that long. And he asked, it was starting to get full and he asked if he could sit next to me. And I said, of course. And he said, I'm gonna get off in a couple of stops to get my daughter because I'm taking her to see my family in Memphis. And I said, okay, that's fine. Thought it was a little over one years old. And this was the longest trip we were 
changing in Dallas. I was getting on my next bus and he was getting on his next bus. And we never exchanged names. Um, his daughter was having a hard time falling asleep. And so I helped him. And the stranger's daughter slept on me the whole bus ride overnight. Like we supported each other throughout this ride and all of these things. And I just remember like that moment. I mean, all of the moments in nature were wonderful and magical, but that moment too was like this like big connection of like humanity, the decency and the magic and humanity and how that compassion you can have the complete stranger after doing all these really big and bold things, but a stranger trusting me with his child right now, granted I was sitting next to him, but he trusted me with his child. We've never met. We, we didn't even exchange names. And when we got to this station to change, to go to our next destination, you know, luckily his was his final, but I had a few more bus rides to go because I was going very far, was I needed to change her. And of course, sadly, they don't have changing stations and men's bathrooms. Uh, so the fact that he even trusted me to take her away from his vision for a seeing amount of time was just really profound for me. Like I, I felt like, wow, I, I feel like that's like the biggest thing you could ever do of trusting anyone, right? Especially a stranger trusting me in that way. And I also trusted him. There was this like very beautiful, like surrendering and trusting in each other that I felt like that whole trip was leading up to that moment, mm -hmm. which then was leading up to this moment of like surrendering and doing all of these big things. And nature was wonderful and magical and very powerful, mm -hmm. but the surrendering of what was coming and what still is happening because of so much stuff that's happened since that week long trip in nature was having to surrender to the fact that there is nothing I can control in my dad's health journey, right? Can't do anything. And that's big. And that's a continuous process of surrendering to and dealing with someone who has cancer and treatments and then is in remission and has to get checkups and the various amounts of things that conspired from that. I mean, it's so much then leading up to my mom being diagnosed with cancer last year and then having two of them at the same time, it was like this catalyst that I think went back to the moment of that trip of like, those things that I did consistently day after day after day of putting, pushing my, pushing my boundaries, pushing my limits, pushing my comfort zone was setting me up to really connect with the very real unexpected journeys that are consistently happening in my life till the day that I die. Right. And being, and always trying and striving to access presence and every single thing or else I will get very stressed or overwhelmed or burnt out or depressed and of course those moments happen 
and of course I get anxious and worried and think about things. I'm human and that is that happens. But it, it sets me up to that trip really set the catalyst for me to connect and access presence in every everyday life and everyday moments like this interview with you that I'm happening like all I'm focusing on is this interview with you right now yeah so that story of that dad sitting down with the baby just kind of gave me like a tear in my eye like it just because all I could imagine was you supporting that baby was you supporting your inner child and -hmm. you as a baby and that dad representing your dad and like this, I can't, I can't stop getting chills. Like this is, I, I can't get over this interview right now. Um, because you being there holding that baby, cradling that baby and saying, it's going to be okay. And also supporting the dad and being like, it's okay. You can trust me and I can trust mm-hmm. you. And like, what a powerful, seriously chills, like literally up and down goosebumps over my body right now. for like the last 10 minutes, it's crazy in that idea of all that inner work you did in one week, everybody, one week of being outside and trusting yourself and building your self-confidence and building your self-connection and then getting on that bus and being there and having that person, who knows that person in my head, I'm like, does that person really exist where they put there for you? Right. I, I know they do. Cause you were there physically with them, but like, were they placed there for you? in that moment, because it was something that needed to bring it all together and back for you. So I don't want to keep you forever because this, I mean, seriously, amazing. What are some tips you can give the listeners if they're trying to find self-connection and they're kind of in that space of like, I need to figure out stuff for myself because I'm going through things. Like what are some things that they can do that you found really helped during that trip or even now? Because like you said, you're human, I'm human. We all make mistakes and it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I would say, you know, I love this question. I love this time with you. I would say trust in yourself and connect. And try a bunch of different things that embody who you are and what you want to create. Um, I for I really believe in radical self care, which is a, I think deeply a form of internal embodiment more than external factors. Um, and I I would say for me what worked, um, and this is just personally for me was really diving deep into the mess and the uncomfortability consistently so much to the point where I was like I was deep in the darkness and deep in the like questioning everything and deep in like asking myself a lot of questions uh for me what works when I am anxious or having anxiety I'll stop and ask questions Like, why am I thinking about this? And so when I stop and ask myself questions, I literally have to pause the rush amount of feelings that that's going on in my head to like that one question. And I I have to think, and I, that has supported me. But I I would say, take it one step at a time as best as possible. Honor yourself through the process of life. Definitely honor yourself through all of it. Love yourself, focus on the the moment by moment as best as possible and 
support yourself and however that looks like that works for you in that moment. Um, that you can actually can, can connect to what is supporting you. Don't do something to escape or do something that you think will support you, but you're thinking about other things or focusing on other things. Do something really for yourself that you can connect to in that moment. And yeah, just, you know, you, you really, I feel like we all really know ourselves very well, just uh, for me personally. It, it takes a lot of like really trusting and honoring and believing myself because sometimes I doubt myself, right? And so when I'm in that sense of doubt, I don't believe that I can get out of it. I don't believe that I can accomplish the things I've accomplished or the things I'm striving to accomplish. I'm only focusing on the negative or all the things that have gone wrong or all the things that have yet that I need to do and the very ranges of my life. And so I get in the speed up mode and that's not very supportive. I don't, I don't think be, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but like I, I've never met someone personally in my space that it supports them to beat up on themselves and think bad about themselves, but it happens. And the way I've gotten out of that has been like, okay, is this really supporting you? Like I ask, ask yourself questions to like strive for the answers. And if you don't know the answer to the question or you don't think that's the right answer, it doesn't matter. Just answer what's coming to your mind in that moment. And in that moment, that is the right, perfect answer for you to move to the next question or to move to the next step or to connect with what you want to create or what you're working through or how you want to connect with yourself on a deeper level. Oh, wow. That's great. So everybody follow that advice. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, I was able to talk with you. Where can listeners find you? Yeah. So I, I, um, they can find me. I have a podcast all about radical self-care um, and caregiving for also people out there who are caregivers, former or current. So they can find me on Instagram, um, Radical Care Podcast. Um, that is the main place where, where people can find me at. So yeah. Wonderful. And I will put that in the show notes for sure so that they can find you. And Avis, thank you so much for being here and be on the Save by Mother Earth podcast. And your stories are phenomenal. So make sure you follow Avis and, and find them on Instagram. Yes, I just <laughs> I can't even say anything more. It was just so phenomenal to have you here today. It was so it's such a pleasure, Hubbard. Thank you so much for what you're doing about talking about Save by Mother Earth. It's very very real and authentic. And I just honor you for allowing me to come into your space and share with you and your listeners. So thank you. Thank you. What a powerful interview. Avis, thank you so much for being here. And for all the listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. I am sure you were inspired and empowered as much as I was from this interview. Avis's story really shared the power of nature and connection and how one week out in the world changed their life and it can change yours. If you want to learn more about what nature can do for you, all about self-connection, 
please feel free to learn more about the membership I'm offering as we dive into nature immersion within that membership as well. Until next time, I'm signing off with much love. Take care.